0: Welcome to the 49er Access Podcast, my name is Sterling Bennett and we are one day away from the 2023-2024 NFL playoffs kicking off and I can't wait, it's been a long, long week without football, regular season is over, our eyes are towards the playoffs and oh boy, Do we have quite the playoff bracket ahead of us? We're going to dive into every single matchup, and I'm going to try to predict every single outcome all the way until the Super Bowl, where we will see the two teams vying for immortality in Super Bowl 57 this year. Who am I going to pick? You'll have to stay tuned in just one second. I do want to mention this on the show prior to diving into my NFL playoff predictions. Adam Peters, San Francisco 49ers assistant GM. I mentioned in the last podcast that, hey, the commanders make a ton of sense for his services. Well, today that became official. So congratulations Adam Peters, the new general manager of the Washington Commanders, uh, no San Francisco gets uh, no comp picks for him leaving, but a smart, smart man who has done so much when it comes to drafting and scouting late in draft rounds. Dre Greenlaw, Brock Purdy, George Kittle, a handful of this team's superstars. You might want to thank Adam Peters for. No, is it a catastrophic loss? No, but is it a massive one uh, for the organization when it when it comes to picking star talent. Yes, so uh, the Shanahan and Washington ties are stronger than ever. Uh, my only question is, what massive uh, trade do the commanders in San Francisco 49ers make uh, this offseason or next year? Uh, because, look, uh, Shanahan has a, a habit of poaching their stars. Does Adam Peters try to do the same? Maybe Brandon Ayukes in that conversation or in that category are going to be an interesting relationship as the Commanders and Niners continue their uh, uh, tossing back and forth of executives in the upcoming season. We also got the AP All-Pro Team Announcements. The really only all-pro team that matters. Uh, I know certain outlets will give their all-pros of season. Uh, the season. The NFL PA gave their all-pros, and they were honestly quite disastrous. And who was the tight end? Uh, how did Travis Kelsey get that over George Kittle? I have no idea. Uh, but I will say this is that... <laughs> um, Right now, the AP All-Pro teams look pretty good when it comes to favoring one of the best teams in the league. The San Francisco 49ers have seven, yes, seven players named to the AP All-Pro teams this year. The first team All-Pros go as this. Christian McCaffrey for running backs, Kyle Juszczyk for fullbacks, George Kittle for tight ends, not Travis Kelsey. See, if the media and the writers can get that right, how can the players get that so wrong? Trent Williams and Fred Warner, those are your five first-team All-Pros for your 23-24 San Francisco 49ers, and your second-team All-Pros Brandon Ayuk finally gets some recognition, and Mooney Ward, who made his first Pro Bowl this year, is going to be named to the second-team All-Pro. Uh, Brock Purdy didn't make it, Debo Samuel didn't make it, uh, of those two, Brock Purdy seems like the most egregious miss, but he missed it by this much, by this much, so a handful of news coming out this morning for the San Francisco 49ers. Congratulations to those seven players making their All-Pro teams. Chris McCaffrey and Fred Warner, both unanimous first-team All-Pro selections. So again, congratulations to them. And going back into the Adam Peters conversation, Niner Gang says losing Adam Peters is devastating. Uh, I will say this, uh, there is no denying the importance of what he has done for late-round draft picks. Being in the scouting room, uh, just having a knack for finding talent when... You know, Niner fans point to the next diamond in the rough. A lot of that can be tied to Adam Peters and what he's been able to do in finding Dre Greenlaws and George Kittles and maybe even Brock Purdy's, right? Uh, everyone's hoping that D. Winters is that next linebacker who you're like, how did they find this guy? Um, it feels like Adam Peters, I won't say leaving is going to, you know, crush San Francisco's draft luck or, or, you know, how good they are at finding late round picks, but it does leave a void there currently, which... um I think they, while won't be able to fill instantly, but they obviously do have people waiting in the wings to take their spots. We've seen this organization lose defensive coordinators and pass game coordinators and run game coordinators and offensive coordinators and, and now assistant GMs and be just fine. And I can argue they've gotten better every single year uh, when they've lost somebody. Uh, and so for San Francisco, it's not you know to sit there and go, oh man, like, We lost Adam Peters. It's You're lucky you had him for this long. And I do think for San Francisco, uh, if you win a championship this year, which we'll dive into that in a second here, uh, losing Adam Peters, although it's going to stink, I think you can find somebody else to at least do an adequate job to replace him. He's a great football mind, a very smart person. The commanders are in really good hands. And for a team that's trying to change their entire culture, he is the man for the job. Now, all I have to say is, don't take don't don't take Steve Wilkes with you. Um, please don't take Steve Wilkes with you. I don't think he will. Uh, there are ties to Ben Johnson with Adam Peters and how fun would that be an Adam Peters GM with the Ben Johnson current Lions OC head coach uh, with a brand new quarterback in the building in that offense be pretty darn fun to see uh, but that's all the business to take care of. uh let's dive into. Let's ask the question, because I've had my mind and my brain racking of what is going to happen when the playoffs kick off tomorrow. And I've been trying to to write down my predictions, what I think is going to happen. I said, forget it. We'll do it live. F it. We'll do it live, like Bill O'Reilly said uh, on the old meme. And so I have in front of me the 2023-2024 NFL playoff bracket, and we're gonna dive into each matchup and who I think is going to win in hopes, fingers crossed, I can predict the Super Bowl winner. Uh you can mark these down, write these down, put your predictions down in the comments below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the audio versions. Or if you're on YouTube as well, it helps the show a lot. It's free, it's easy, and it helps the show grow. So without further ado, Let's kick things off. Super wild card weekend tomorrow going from Saturday all the way to Monday. And let's start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers, the number seven seed, as they travel to Buffalo. Yes, the Buffalo Bills snuck into the playoffs and stole that number two seed from the Miami Dolphins in week number 18. Steelers versus the Bills. Uh, The Bills this morning ruled out wide receiver number two, Gabe Davis, and safety Taylor Rapp Uh, already aren't going to have Matt Milano and Tredavious White, who they lost earlier this year, so the defense definitely has some holes, and when you lose Gabe Davis, who has been one of the most boomer bust receivers in the entire NFL... Uh, the shoulders of Josh Allen will need to be sturdy enough to carry the weight that is the Bills offense. Uh, I think he has that in him. And for a Pittsburgh Steelers team that just doesn't really have a good quarterback, um, are playing better offensively than going on the road to Buffalo. Uh, you don't have TJ Watt this weekend. I-, I think this is a pretty easy answer here. It's going to be Buffalo getting the victory at home. You have the better quarterback the better rushing game the better star receiver uh, and dare i say maybe not a better defense but a more non-injured defense currently that can actually play more consistent football um I wouldn't be surprised if this game is actually closer than people think it might be. Uh, I would say somewhere in between, you know, the 17 to 26 score, the 17 to 28 score. Uh, I think Pittsburgh is better and led enough to be able to stay alive for a while in this game, but I don't think, like. If I pick Pittsburgh, I would look dumb. So I'm picking Buffalo. It makes the most sense. They're the better team by far. And Pittsburgh just feels like, you got Mike Tomlin, who I think is one of the most underrated head coaches in the entire league currently. Um, That man is just, when you talk about the uh, consistency, his face is right next to that word in the dictionary. He is so darn good at his job. I love me some Mike Tomlin, but... Steelers just aren't good enough this year. Buffalo gets the victory. Let's move over to the number seven seed in the NFC, Green Bay Packers traveling to Big D, Jerry's World, the Dallas Cowboys hosting the Green Bay Packers. And this is one of the games I had trouble predicting because on one hand, the Dallas Cowboys are at home. They are a great home team, uh, and they have just... When you look at stars, they have stars everywhere, and it's fitting that their logo happens to be a star. Uh, they have probably the best receiver in football this year, not named Tyree Kill and CeeDee Lamb. Uh, Dak Prescott's been playing better in the second half of this season, uh, and I just feel like Dallas, albeit hasn't run the football as effectively as they want to or at least once did earlier in the year or at least last year. The Green Bay Packers... <laughs> Despite all the good they've been able to do, knocking out the Seattle Seahawks of the playoffs, Jordan Love playing a lot better at the end of the year looks like a top 10 quarterback potentially going into next year if he actually wins a game in the playoffs Um, their offense has really picked things up Jaden Reed Christian Watson should be healthy Um, they even like Bo Melton's making plays in Green Bay and I'm sure you're saying who the heck is Bo Melton that's how deep they are currently at receiver and how many young players are stepping up for them but while I will say this I do think Green Bay, like if Green Bay wins this game, I would not be surprised, but it is the fact that Joe Barry, their defensive coordinator has had one of the worst times. Like the fact that he has a job still is just insane. And I'm not going to bet against Dallas at home against the number seven seed Packers team with a pretty piss poor defense. So I'm picking Dallas to advance to the next round, Uh, Which means, and that takes us to the Dolphins versus the Kansas City Chiefs, number six-seeded Dolphins against the number three-seeded Kansas City Chiefs, and I know what you're thinking, and I'm thinking it too. Wouldn't it be great to watch Patrick Mahomes lose at home in the first round of the playoffs? No more Travis Kelsey, no more Taylor Swift, just good old-fashioned football with no distractions. Uh, again, no Kelsey, no Swift, no Mahomes, no Kermit the Frog. How great would that be to watch? Um, I picked in the preseason the Dolphins and Niners to meet up in the Super Bowl, but that was 18, 19 weeks ago, and now we're sitting here prior to Super Wildcard Weekend, and I don't know if I can pick the Miami Dolphins, who just look like they had their dorsal fin ripped off of them. Uh, they're playing pretty bad football right now, and for the Dolphins, two is not playing great. You're really banged up. Your defense doesn't have. Their starting linebacker and Jerome Baker doesn't have their two starting edge rushers. They had to go out and sign Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston, I and mean, they're trying to put together this veteran-led, you know, just go out there and plug and play kind of you know, defensive ends and pass rush. Uh, I have a hard time believing that that's going to beat Kansas City. Then you realize what the temperature is supposed to be in Kansas City this weekend, and. If you're Miami, you know sunshines and rainbows, you got the humidity of Florida, it's all great, you got the beaches, you got the hot women, you're like, oh, Miami Beach, here I come, then you say 30 degrees, potentially negative 30 degrees in Kansas City, and you're like, oh my goodness, um, I cannot like I don't care if you're the Niners, I don't care if you're the Rams, the, whoever else, if you're a California, Sunshine State, Florida team, I ain't picking you to win in the frozen tundra that might be Kansas City this weekend. Um, there ain't no way. We've seen the Dolphins play on the road, not as good of a team. If you can take away the speed of that team, you can give Kansas City a run-heavy game with Pacheco and Edwards-Alaire, I think that favors Kansas City heavily, uh, and you take away the speed element of Miami. I think their season, which has kind of already been on a downward trajectory uh, late in the last month or so, uh, I think Kansas City beats the Dolphins and ends their Super Bowl bid this season, which moves us to arguably maybe the best matchup of wildcard weekend, which is the Los Angeles Rams against the Detroit Lions In Detroit, in the Motor City, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. There's so much history there with those two franchises simply because their quarterbacks were traded for each other. We all know what happened with the Rams. They get Stafford. They win a Super Bowl. Breaks our hearts here in the Bay Area. But Stafford gets to go back home, I believe, for the very first time since the trade. And Jared Goff, playing against his former team, Former head coach, the team that said we don't think you're good enough anymore, uh, they get to face off in Detroit. A massive game for the city of Detroit. It means a lot to them. But I think for for this game, I had a hard time. Like this is the game where you say who do you want to play more. Like I was rooting for this game to take place because if I'm San Francisco, which you know being a Niner fan, you're saying, I want the best teams to lose and the worst teams to win, right? So Kyle Shanahan was asked which teams he doesn't want to play, Like, like which teams you try to avoid. And he said, you try to avoid the team with the best quarterbacks, because those guys are the X-Factors. They are the most important player at the most important position in maybe all of sports. You don't wanna play the elite of the elites. That's why you like to avoid the Mahomes, the Allens, Lamar Jacksons, and dare I even say the Matthew Staffords. Um, And for San Francisco, I don't think that's gonna happen when it comes to avoiding the number six-seeded LA Rams. I think this game feels like a shootout Feels like it might be 34-31 to 31 or like a 37-30 to 30 finish where the team with the ball last might win. Um, when I look at the Rams, their offense is high-powered. They have Puka. They have Cooper Cup, Tyler Higbee, uh, Tutu Otwell. They have Kyron Williams, who had a great year for them, who looks like a steal of the draft. Then Matthew Stafford, when well, he's on his game, he is a top six, top five quarterback in the entire NFL. And you look across... The field and say Jared Goff having a good year. Um, he was many people's dark horse MVP picks, and again, having a good year, their offense is very high powered. Um, I would rather avoid the Lions than the Rams, weirdly enough. If I'm San Francisco, simply because they have a stout run defense and they have an offense that can keep up with anybody. Uh, That being said, the defenses are going to be the biggest factor in this game. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help. From fit questions to style advice, right now get up to thirty percent off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Again, Lions have a stout run defense. Even if they're able to take away Kyron Williams, which a McVeigh-led offense probably not going to be the case, or at least even if you limit him, you're going to have a tough time stopping Matthew Stafford because the Lions' past defense has one of the worst in the entire league, along with the Rams, also having a pretty poor past defense. Uh, I think we're going to see some fireworks, but ultimately, I have to go with the better quarterback. Uh, The coach that's been there before, that's won it before, whereas the Lions are getting their feet wet still. uh, They feel like a team that's one year away. Um, Maybe that's a quarterback away still, I have no idea, but it feels like... I know they have Chauncey Gardner-Johnson back. They kind of have some, you know, some grit to them still. It's Dan Campbell. They're biting kneecaps. I I have a hard time rooting against McVeigh and Stafford in a game against a pretty poor Lions pass defense. So I'm picking the L.A. Rams to upset, you can say, the number three-seeded Detroit Lions in Detroit. Stafford comes home and gets the victory over his former team, Goff Set Packing in the first round. Moving over to the AFC, the number five-seeded Joe Flacco is elite-led Cleveland Browns versus the Houston Texans. Um, This is another game where it just kind of felt like, pick anybody, right? Just pick me, someone has to win. And the last time these two teams played, it wasn't pretty for the Houston Texans. The difference is CJ Stroud was not playing in that game. And you have to wonder, there's always that one team Every year that gets hot, right? And it feels like that's been Joe Flacco and the Browns, where Joe Flacco gives no Fs. He does not care. Uh, he's not losing his job. He is just saying, this could be my last ride. I'm going out swinging. Um, there is this kind of Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know, you know, kind of Fitz Magic thing going on with him. He's like 37 years old. He's been there. He's done that. And again, he does not care if they win or lose. Obviously, he wants to win, but if they lose... Nothing's on the line for him. He's proven he can still play in the NFL. And I think for the Browns, it just feels like eventually that's going to run its course. And I do wonder if you play a better quarterback in C.J. Stroud, a Demeco Ryan's led, albeit younger defense playing pretty well in their first playoff game since what, 20, I want to say 2018, 2019. Um, when, when they lost to the Chiefs with Deshaun Watson playing quarterback, um, which had Deshaun Watson been playing, this is another big storyline game for them, right? But it's Joe Flacco. But it feels like that for the Texans, they just feel like the better team. I know Cleveland has a great defense, Miles Garrett's wrecking shop out there, Amari Cooper's playing amazing. And Joe, again, Joe Flacco gives no F's, but it, it just feels like that what the Texans have. When C.J. Stroud is healthy is just another level compared to what the Browns have. Now, there's certainly a conversation to be had of a young rookie quarterback in his first playoff game against a veteran-led Browns defense, a veteran staff in Cleveland that's kind of just putting things together. Like there's a real conversation for should Kevin Stefanski be the head coach of the year because of what he's had to go through quarterback wise. And um, I think it's a conversation that needs to be had, but uh, I have a hard time rooting against a home team with their healthy quarterback who probably will be the rookie of the year this year for the, um, for the AFC at least. And Maybe it's my my Niners pride I want to see DeMeco Ryan's win a playoff game. I want to see Jimmy Ward win a playoff game. Uh those like the Texans are a, like a respectable led team with respectful people that coaches and players you just say wow like those guys have earned and deserve everything they get. Not to say Cleveland isn't like that, but it just feels like seeing Dameka Ryans and Jimmy Ward up close for so long here in San Francisco that you want to root for them. And I actually do think they're going to win on Sunday, or excuse me, this weekend, and beat the Cleveland Browns. So in the AFC, your divisional round looks like the number four Houston Texans against the number one-seeded Baltimore Ravens. Then it's the number three Kansas City Chiefs traveling to Buffalo To the number two seeded Bills, which I think uh, will be, like, that entire game is going to be Stroud versus Jackson and then Kansas City and the Bills, the overtime finish, the overtime rules were changed. Now Buffalo gets a chance to host that game. Could be another snow game. What if we got two snow games in the playoffs this year? I love me some snowy football. Wouldn't that be awesome to see? Uh... Then in the NFC, we have the six-seeded Rams traveling to Santa Clara to take on the number one-seeded San Francisco 49ers. We have the Eagles and Bucks game. Who is going to travel to Dallas? Who is going to travel to Dallas to take on Dak Prescott and the Cowboys? Um, I know Philadelphia gets memed a lot in at least the Twitter world that I find myself in very often. And for Eagles fans, some might say, don't panic, we're going on the road. It's a good thing for us. We can find our mojo against the Bucks, who are a really, really, really bad team who almost lost to Carolina last week, um, and Baker Mayfield and all that stuff. Uh, then you have the other side where you can sense there is panic happening amongst that fan base. The guy who they just paid a ton of money to, Jalen Hurts, isn't playing well turning the ball over, uh, sprained or fractured his middle finger against the Giants this past week. Um, he looks like he'll play, but he hasn't thrown since hurting his hand. So maybe Mariota gets reps, which if he does, wow. Then you have A.J. Brown, who was hurt, and that the team just feels like they're so focused on everybody else, where uh, you can even go and watch Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey's podcast, there's like genuine frustration and fear and just like anger in Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey's poking the bear, right? Poking the bear. And Jason Kelsey's just not having it. He's done. Like, you can tell there is just so much dysfunction, so much pent up anger in that building that there's even talks of maybe going and hiring Bill Belichick and firing Sirianni. Now, how serious are those talks? Who knows. But, like, The Eagles feel like and look like and are sounding like a defeated team already. Uh, That being said, if Hurts plays, if A.J. Brown plays, which the NFL did them a favor, putting them on Monday night football, giving those guys an extra day of rest to prepare for the game, an extra day of rest to heal their bodies up. And they're traveling to Tampa Bay, where I believe that's where Hurts lost his first playoff game. It's also a team they've already beaten in tampa bay earlier this year against a bucks team that sure they have some fireworks here they have mike evans having a great year a pro bowl season again who again evans is great you have a white who's a fine pass catching running back then you have baker mayfield who baker's fine he's he's like a 29th best starting quarterback in the entire league um I like Baker as a person. I like the attitude he brings sometimes. Um, the difference is, is that Baker Mayfield almost lost, or the Bucks almost lost, to the Carolina Panthers. Had DJ Chark not fumbled the ball out of the back of the end zone while diving for the pylon, the Bucks aren't even in the playoffs. <laughs> like, I have a hard time rooting or picking the Bucks over Philadelphia despite me wanting the Bucs to win this game, I have a hard time rooting against or picking against a Sirianni Hurts, A.J. Brown, Tush-Push-Led, Philadelphia Eagles roster. Like, even if Philadelphia isn't playing their best, they should be able to get by the Buccaneers, who are just one of the most inconsistent, dare I say, you-got-lucky kind of teams in the entire playoffs this year, maybe outside of Pittsburgh. Uh, So... Your AFC is set, Texans and Ravens, Chiefs and Bills. Your NFC is now set, the Rams versus the Niners, and the Eagles against the Dallas Cowboys. We have ourselves divisional matchups in the divisional round of the playoffs in the NFC. Let's start there. The number six seeded, Los Angeles Rams traveling back to Santa Clara where they just were this past weekend to take on the number one seeded San Francisco 49ers. Um I do think because there's going to be a lot of fireworks in the Lions and Rams game, uh that's going to be like, I think the Rams are going to come in with a chip on their shoulder, a little banged up, obviously wanting to upset the Niners divisional team. And if you give the Rams some hope, some light, uh, they can light you up. Uh, I I totally understand why Niner fans are like, oh, the Rams don't want to play them. On the other hand, uh, San Francisco has McLeod back, George Odom back. Your special teams are practically set. Eric Armstead's back at practice. Emery Thomas is back at practice. Jair Brown's back at practice. Um, San Francisco may only have two starters ruled out against whoever they play in a week or so. In this case, the Rams, which that would be Talon Hufanga, who hasn't played in over two months, and Cleland Farrell, who really isn't starting for them, but was a scheduled starter to begin the season. And so if San Francisco's healthy, the only team that can get in their way is themselves. Um, I am someone who understands the rest versus rust conversation. I get why fans are worried about that. Uh, The only rest versus rust conversation to me is, can San Francisco bring the physicality out of the gate in the first game they play? And I think when they see a team like the Rams get by Detroit, they say, oh boy, we got the Rams for a third time this year. They get up. They didn't, The starters didn't play against them in Week 18. They're going to get up. I would expect Debo Samuel to just say, give me the rock um, and lead, in, or I will lead us to victory, folks. Um, I'm going to pick San Francisco in this game. I'm thinking here like a 27-24. We're sitting there biting our fingernails just hoping we can get by, but also I wouldn't be surprised if San Francisco's run defense just comes out of the gate. Eric Armstead back healthy have their groove back. You can hear the confidence in their voice. And I'm sure every team is confident here, but when you listen to the Bucks and the Eagles and teams like the Steelers and the Dolphins talk, you don't get a sense of confidence in them. Then you hear San Francisco and you go, Wow, like this team knows what it's like to be there. They're at home. And the only way they lose this game, if they get in their own way, if they're missing tackles. If Purdy's throwing interceptions and and turning the ball over. And I have a hard time believing with two weeks to prep for an opponent you already really know and Shanahan has owned outside of one or two games now. This is San Francisco's chance to essentially get the revenge for 2021. And my only real concern is are they going to press too hard to beat the Rams? Is it going to be a We're going all out to knock off the Rams. The Rams got hot to end the year. I get that. They're rested again. Uh, But they have to play Detroit. And San Francisco will sit back, like Debo Samuel said on the Rich Eisen show, going to be eating chicken wings and french fries. Like, this team is rested. They're prepared. And I can almost guarantee you, while Shanahan might say he doesn't want to play, Stafford or the best quarterback. I can guarantee you this Niners team wants to play the Rams. Simply because they know they can beat them and they know if it's Niners and Rams, uh, they are going to win the physicality battle. And I think San Francisco wants that. I'm picking San Francisco to advance to the NFC Championship game to play the winner of the Eagles and Dallas Cowboys. And well, look, I have a hard time believing even if Philadelphia squeaks by the Buccaneers, they're going to knock off Dallas at home. Dallas essentially had the Eagles beat twice this year. Um, a goal line should have been defensive PI on Reed Blankenship is the only reason as to why they didn't beat Philadelphia at the link earlier this season. Then they routed the the, the, the Eagles at home <laughs> earlier this season at Jerry's World. I'm not going to say a route is going to take place, but I would likely... Uh, or I I would like to think that the Dallas Cowboys come in and they just wreck shop against Philadelphia. I would say like 31 to 20, and you just kind of sit back and you're like, yeah, like Philadelphia is kind of fraudulent. No Dom DeSandro, a rather kind of in-their-own-head team right now, and there's talks of firing defensive coordinators and firing offensive coordinators and just kind of you know, doing what the Jaguars did and fire 10 coaches and and put things back together in the offseason. They are searching for answers, and I don't think they're going to find them this playoff go-around. I have the Dallas Cowboys beating the Philadelphia Eagles and traveling to Santa Clara, San Francisco. As we get another installment of the San Francisco 49ers-Dallas Cowboys rivalry, This time, not in the divisional round, but in the NFC championship game. Cowboys probably gonna wear their home whites. San Francisco gonna wear their home reds. Isn't that what we all want to see? If you're the NFL, you want Cowboys and Niners uh, at Levi Stadium. Like that is exactly what you want, and that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Um, So I'm picking. San Francisco and Dallas for the NFC championship game going to the AFC Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens Baltimore Ravens number one seed for a reason Lamar Jackson rested I just don't think Houston has the talent or the personnel to slow down and stop Lamar and look uh there is a real conversation that needs to be had about can Lamar Jackson win in the playoffs um I think a lot of that had to do with Greg Roman's one-dimensional offense. Now, Todd Monken is there, who might leave this offseason for somewhere else for a coaching job. But with him still in the building, this offense is entirely different. They're riding high. The defense is playing well. I have a hard time picking against the Baltimore Ravens at home. Maybe a rainy day in, in Baltimore, Maryland. So I'm picking the Ravens to knock off the Houston Texans. Then we get the Chiefs and the Bills, Mahomes and Allen. Uh, That couple years ago, the overtime game, back and forth, Kansas City squeaks it out. Kansas City has been one of the, what, most underachieving teams this year. I get the number three seed. I, I, I totally understand. They have Mahomes. They have, you know a two-time Super Bowl championship winning head coach and quarterback and tight end. Like, all all the pieces are essentially still there, minus the receivers outside of Rashid Rice, who's a rookie. Their defense is playing really well. It's very underrated. Uh, Steve Spagnola is one of the best defensive coordinators in the entire NFL. Um, He will certainly have his guys ready to go, but even then they have a hard time stopping Josh Allen. And I would like to assume in two weeks, if the Bills beat the Steelers, they'll have Gabe Davis back. They'll have Kayla Rapp back on defense, and they should be healthy, barring injury in the game against Pittsburgh. And the thing for Buffalo, uh, this is a game where you have, like, your eyes are seeing red, not just Chiefs jerseys, but literally seeing red, because you want to destroy Kansas City. Like, that would be essentially their Super Bowl, right? If they don't get there, uh, it would be, if I could knock off Mahomes, knock him out of the playoffs, avenge our loss a few years back, um, that will give us all the pleasure in the world. I think it happens. I just don't think the Chiefs have it this year. They haven't really had it all year, to be honest with you. They've had really big games against the Bears and against the Raiders, then later in the season are just like kind of piecing things together and just escaping with wins. Um, even their last second loss against the Eagles doesn't look as good or, you know, as, as glamorous as it once did. where it's like, they could have beat the Eagles. Oh my goodness. Um, it just, just kind of feels like, well, yeah, the Eagles suck too. So uh, I think the bills are going to, <laughs> to beat Kansas city, knock off Mahomes, and get their revenge. So they're, Conference Championship, Bills versus the Ravens, your NFC Conference Championship, the Dallas Cowboys, and the San Francisco 49ers. I know it's the cheap, easy way out to say number one seed hosting number two seed in both conferences. Ask yourself this. The like it just feels like that's the way this thing's gonna go. There are only a handful of teams you point to and say they have a legit chance at winning a Super Bowl. Some of these teams could win one game. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Green Bay beats the Cowboys. I also wouldn't be surprised if the, the, the Browns beat the Texans. But other than that, there really ain't much else there where I say, yep, that's like concrete proof. Yang getting through that. Uh, but in the AFC, who do I think is going to be the Super Bowl team? Who is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? My pick is the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills, there's always that one team that gets hot at the right time, and if you are the team that gets hot at the right time with an elite quarterback like Josh Allen, uh, that's when things get really, really dangerous. Um, And I think for a team like the Bills, who need Josh Allen to be their leader, to be their, their, their savior, per se... Sean McDermott has a defense playing better um, as of late, and I think they're getting hot at the right time. Lamar Jackson, having a great year, probably going to be the MVP winner, probably deserves to be the MVP winner. Um, I just have a hard time rooting against a team that can push the ball downfield at will. Um, That's going to be an insane matchup. Josh Allen against that Ravens defensive front. I mean, we're talking... You know, elite level like guns ablazing, you know, oh, it was unstoppable force versus unmovable object kind of play, and I cannot wait to see that. Um, two mobile quarterbacks who are very different in their stature. One guy is elusive, the other guy is I'm gonna run right through you and smack you in the mouth. Um, that is going to be a battle for the ages if it does indeed happen. But I think Buffalo wins. Um, go back and watch the Niners versus the Ravens. I know Brian Baldinger said this, and or either Baldinger or Mark Schlereth said that San Francisco was moving the ball, was dominating up front against the Ravens, and they just had some turnovers. Now I know the box score won't say that, um, but on that first drive against the Ravens, there were things moving right. And this one bad throw, all of a sudden everything falls apart, right? Um, now, San Francisco lost that game, deserved to lose that game, didn't play good in that game, mind you. But um, if Josh, like Josh Allen, by all intents and purposes, is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy, um, and when he's hot, he is arguably the best quarterback in the entire league, and when he gets hot, uh, I don't think any defense can stop him. Um, it's going to take kind of getting lucky. And I think for a team like the Bills, they're so streaky that it's almost like an NBA jam, like, you're on fire, kind of thing. And I think for Josh Allen, while you don't want him to play hero ball because it could cost him, it's also one of those things where if Josh Allen's playing hero ball and he's playing well, by all means, lead the way. And I think for the Ravens, I think their lack of weaponry will eventually catch up to them. I get they have OBJ and they have Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. Like, they have some guys. I'm not going to deny that. But, you know, that feels like the Lamar Jackson show, which Buffalo also feels that way. But if Buffalo gets Stephon Diggs going, uh, I I think, think the Ravens are kind of in for a rude awakening at home. Like, I think a rain game actually favors Buffalo, not Baltimore, if that game doesn't need to have, you know, bad weather, poor weather in it. So I'm picking the Bills to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. Of all years, felt like Buffalo was going to crumble under their own pressure, under their own weight. They don't. They get all the way to Super Bowl 57. Now, who will they be playing? The Dallas Cowboys or the San Francisco 49ers? Um, Well, I would like to think this pick's pretty obvious. Um, One of these teams just simply seems to own the other. It doesn't really matter who or what is being said or who's playing quarterback or just how the game is going. It just feels like one of these teams has the other team's number. Um, And that is Shanahan simply owning a Dan Quinn-led defense. Um, The Dallas Cowboys are a very good team. Uh, I don't like the disrespect they get. I think that sometimes... For Dallas although it makes sense to clown them haven't won anything since the 90s uh haven't won a playoff game in what seems like forever I'll be they won last year against a really bad Buccaneers team um they just like once they get into the upper echelon of the NFC the AFC they have a hard time winning games and I think for a team like San Francisco who's going to be at home going to be rested um they're going to get up for the Rams and then you're going to say, well, let's raise the intensity even more against the Cowboys at home in front of your home crowd where you've already put up 42 points against that exact same defense. I wouldn't expect that same outcome, but I do think for San Francisco it favors them. I think Shanahan certainly, like, he knows how to score against the McVeighs, against the, uh, the Dan Quins, the Pete Carrolls, who is now gone, which is crazy. Um, Shanahan is sometimes, like... He himself is a next factor. And when you add in the fact of San Francisco being healthy, I get Micah Parsons is there. I get you got Derron Bland having a crazy year out of the secondary. Trevon Diggs ain't there. Stefan Gilmore got hurt. Who knows how healthy he exactly is. Um, and you're going to ask them to play two games while San Francisco only has to play one. Um, and if the Packers can take Dallas maybe to the brink, Then you have to play Philadelphia, who I think Dallas wins that game. I think it's going to be a tough divisional game where you're like, wow, like, while Dallas wins by 11 or 10. Philadelphia is going to be throwing punches and haymakers, and they're going to do everything they can to win. Um, But I have a hard time rooting against San Francisco um, when they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe it's the homer in me. Maybe it's the history there at Levi Stadium, at Candlestick, the catch, we know. Um, it just feels like that when you have Brock Purdy in his zone, you and Chris McCaffrey, like, you can run against the Dallas Cowboys. Like, unless they prove otherwise in the next two weeks, you can run against the Dallas Cowboys. And if you're going to tell Kyle Shanahan you can have your way with somebody on the ground, That's um, almost guaranteeing a victory. Uh, that's the one thing I said when San Francisco didn't run the ball against the Ravens. It's like, why? You watch McVay do it with Kyron Williams, and you have CMC, who's a lot better. Why not utilize him on the ground? And that didn't make sense to me. Uh, I think Shanahan sitting back saying, you give me Dallas after LA, uh, you are giving me exactly what we want going into the Super Bowl. That uh, That is a match made in heaven. I get it, it's Dallas. I get it, the rivalry is is there. Micah Parsons' balance, always open. We live rent-free in their head. You bring them here. Out of Jerry's world, they are not the same team. I have the San Francisco 49ers winning over the Dallas Cowboys, and in Super Bowl 57, it's the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Stefan Diggs against the San Francisco 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, Brock Purdy, Chris McCaffrey, Nick Bosa and company. And wouldn't this be something? My mind when I think of Josh Allen against San Francisco goes back to 2020 where we had a banged up, torn apart, torn ligament, broken, broken bones, broken legs, broken ankles, just a really banged up Nick Mullins-led team. Couldn't even play in the Bay because of the COVID and the fires. Um... We had to play our home games in Arizona with basically a a G League practice squad defense and Josh Allen tore us apart, which led to Kyle Shanahan, or at least was part of the conversation of, you know, we need to find ourselves a quarterback. Now, they tried to get a quarterback like Josh Allen. Um, they didn't. But they found themselves somebody with Brock Purdy that is an MVP caliber player, at least this season is a franchise quarterback for at least this season, and I'd like to think will probably get signed if he continues to play at this level for a five-year contract once he's due for one in about a year and a half. Um, This is going to be a team like the Bills. Oh, they've been to so many and never gotten a Super Bowl. I think they've been to four or three of them. Never gotten the ring. Jim Kelly never got it done. Thurman Thomas never got it done. San Francisco, haven't won since 1995 over the Chargers. Haven't won in my lifetime. Can Shanahan get the monkey off his back? You've been to one just a handful of years ago and you blew a 10-point lead. Can you finally get it done? This year just feels like the culmination of something special. Um, 2019 had that feeling, albeit it was the first of a big year, we're actually winning games. This year just feels like you have to get it done. And I'm not going to pick against a head coach that has had a basically perfect game plan for 12 of the 17, 18 weeks they played in this year. Um, And even in that, even the game plans where it didn't work, they should have beat the Rams week 18. They should have beat the Browns all the way back in what was that week eight, week seven, whatever it was. Um, This team should have been, which they weren't, but they should have been what 14 and what is that? 14 and three. That's how good they were this year. Now, there's a Jake Moody conversation that will be had and we have already had that a handful of times here on the podcast, including just two shows ago, but I'm not gonna pick against a head coach that when he's in his bag, his offense can slice through any defense like butter. Now, I've already stated you get a hot on-fire Josh Allen, a hot on-fire Buffalo Bills team that you know is coming out there just rolling the dice, making gambles. Um, that's a team that's hard to beat with nothing to lose living on the edge. Um they have their flaws, so does San Francisco. The difference is, I think San Francisco's flaws are things that they can create, that, that they can limit. Whereas the Bills, they are just a flawed team personnel wise, a flawed team roster wise. Whereas San Francisco, you put Mooney Ward on Stefan Diggs, and your are defense, barring Eric Armstead's health, you know, going into the toilet. You should be able to stop James Cook. Then it's Josh Allen. Now, I get it. Elite quarterbacks just do things to your defense. You just can't stop sometimes, right? Um, I'm going to pick the San Francisco 49ers here. I know it makes sense. Oh, it's a Niner podcast. You're a homer. I get all of it. But look, there's a reason why they are Vegas' pick to win. There's a reason why they are 90% of, of other you know outlets' team to win. Uh, it just makes sense. They've been the best team in the entire league, minus, what, one week against the Ravens basically all year long. Uh, Their three-game losing streak just kind of felt like it was, like, there was a funk in the air. And their other, like, legitimate loss was on Christmas Day where they got their nose shoved in, which I don't think would happen. And if you're San Francisco and you get to avoid the Ravens and the Browns and those AFC North defenses... I think you have a good shot to win. Uh, again, I like the Bills a lot. I'm picking them to go to the freaking Super Bowl. But I but I have a hard time rooting against Kyle Shanahan who has just been you know, one of the like this his his brain, his mind is unlike anybody else. And I think for him like you you have to win this one. If you don't win this one, y'all thought the calls for Shanahan to get fired were allowed after 2019. Like, there are no other changes to make other than head coach if they can't get it done. And if you're Kyle Shanahan, uh, Andy Reid went to one in Philadelphia and couldn't get it done. Shanahan has been to one in San Francisco and couldn't get it done as a head coach. Uh, It took Andy Reid a long time in between to get that second chance, and they got the win. I think this is Shanahan's second chance to get the win This team is too good to lose. Um, Again, you have to basically play perfect to get this far. And if there's any team that's going to play basically perfect that can survive a gut punch or two, I think it's San Francisco. Uh, Keep in mind, they lost their starting safety, plugged in a rookie, then the rookie got hurt, then plugged in a guy off the freaking street in Logan Ryan, and he's played pretty well. They signed Isaiah Oliver... He ain't the guy I thought he was going to be. Had to play Ambry Thomas, who was almost cut last year, then move their starting outside corner to the inside and make that work. Eric Armstead's been out for second half of the season, basically. They've made that work. And in between that, CMC's setting records, Brock Purdy's setting records, Los Samuel's setting records, Renai Yuki's setting records, George Kittle's setting records... Like, this is a super team where if if they lose, it is one of the biggest fumbled and missed opportunities ever. And because of all of that, because it just makes sense, I think San Francisco, not having to go from the East Coast to the West Coast, they're going to be in Santa Clara, in Santa Clara, then in Las Vegas for the Super Bowl. I think it makes sense. The better team should win the Super Bowl. I get it, it happens all the time. A young or just a hot team comes in and they upset the number one seed. 2007, the Giants knock off the undefeated Patriots and we all said, what did we just watch? Stout defense and a run game got it done. That sounds like San Francisco and they're already the number one seed. (laughs) Like, I get the NFL is so different nowadays, but... I'm not rooting against the head coach that has had a perfect game plan for 12 of the 17 games they've played in. Should have won two of the games they've lost because the kicker missed some kicks. This team should have been, what, 14 and three? They weren't. Should have been. But <laughs> then you add in Brock Purdy. Then you add in Chris McCaffrey. You add in this roster. I am picking and predicting. The homer and me is coming out, folks. The San Francisco 49ers to win Super Bowl 57 and get their sixth Lombardi trophy. I, I cannot wait. Tomorrow cannot come fast enough. I have been racking my mind sitting there thinking of every reason why we could lose, how we could be defeated. It really comes down to just showing up and playing how the Niners play. Smash mouth, run the ball, and play good defense. And if they can do that against the Rams, which they can, if they get Dallas, which I think they will, they can execute that game plan. Then you play the Bills, which both head coaches have not come through in the biggest of moments for their organizations. Um, I think Shanahan's a better coach than McDermott. I get they have a quarterback edge, but other than that, (laughs) it don't really matter. Like, they're not the Chiefs in 2019-2020. This is a different Bills team, and I just don't think they can hang with San Francisco for 60 minutes. It's a war of attrition. I think San Francisco wins that war, wins that battle, and hoists the Lombardi Trophy for the sixth time in franchise history, getting their first ring since 1994, 1995, and just like Steve Young in that year, Shanahan gets that monkey off his back. Woo! Man, send your predictions in the comments down below. Tell me what your playoff predictions are. I don't care if you're a Steeler fan, a Packer fan, a Cowboy fan, a Niner fan. Put your predictions for each game down below. How do you see the playoffs playing out? It's going to be so fun, so exciting. I am on the edge of my seat, and the games haven't even started yet. Don't forget to like Share, subscribe, leave that review on the podcasting platforms and on YouTube. It means so, so much. Get ready for some football tomorrow. Super wild card weekends here. No stress for Niner fans, but we'll finally get to see who we play in just two weeks time at Levi Stadium. And if you want to go to that playoff game, tickets are nearly $400 a pop I can help you save $20. (laughs) It's not a lot of money, but I can help you save $20 by using our promo code 49 Access on the screen up above, or go to SeatGeek.com, find your tickets, and where it says promo codes, put in 49ERSACCESS, and it'll help you save 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek.com. And again, you can follow us on social media, all updates injury news all pro announcements coaching announcements whatever it might be follow us on social media at 49ers underscore access is the x or the twitter 49ers dot access is the instagram and like eric just said who do i want to play eric well we all want to play the packers and the bucks and the bad teams but i do think it's going to be the rams and the Dallas Cowboys for San Francisco, the one team I want to avoid is the Detroit Lions that run defense scares me. It really really does, but I don't think that's going to happen uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. I'm picking Rams and Dallas as their opponents and I have San Francisco going all the way this year. Uh and look, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. I'll be glued to my couch. But until next time, until we know who we're playing in the divisional round of the playoffs, you can stay faithful.